In Jesus Church, everyone belongs. to Beat Tween Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I'm feeling overly neighborly. Today, we're talking about why the church must be welcoming to all people. Dave's here, and if we don't figure out how to be welcoming, he won't be mad. He'll just be disappointed. <laughs> but first... What about the sinners? Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. <laughs> I know, you said that yes. you were going to get that sound clip, and I got real excited. Yeah. I just didn't think we'd get it so soon in the oh, program. I couldn't wait, man. I, I love that you used it there. <laughs> yeah. Dave, good day. Hey. How are you? I'm good. You made, a, you made a drop-by cameo a couple weeks ago, but I feel like we haven't had you- I haven't been in here. Since before Christmas. I've missed you. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's been a while. A lot yeah. of catching up. Yeah, for sure. Here I am, though. Let's what's, catch up. What's been going on? What have you been doing? Me? Writing a book. Yes. Actually, no, I stopped writing the book a while ago. Now it's in all that looking at the proofs, sending them back, making the corrections, yada, yada, so signing not everybody, the contracts. Not everybody might know. Is that how you ask that? Everybody may not know that you have written a book. <laughs> not everybody a triple might negative. not have yet <laughs> not, not known. Not everybody not. and no one may not know that you have not written a book. Absolutely not. (laughs) All right. So you've written a book. See. And what is it about? What's it called? Give us all the deets. It's called A Why to Live For, Where Your Destiny Meets the Broken Places of the World. Oh. All right. And yeah. Seems how long have you been working on this? A couple years. A couple years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it comes out yeah, next 27 month. Twenty-seven right? years. Twenty-seven because this years. This is the result. <laughs> yeah, of, sounds a lot like Grace Church. Yeah, this yeah, is the I make that sixty-three years. Well, <laughs> this is. But the well, I don't want to steal your thunder. But no. the book is Sorry. is a lot of what's come out through your ministry at Grace through years and yeah. years. Yeah, and it is. It's an expression of my own personal destiny. To be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. So, what can we expect what, what, if we get this book? Well, what can we expect? Expect to. Process your own destiny in light of the brokenness of the world and why has God made you the way he has made you and where has he called you to be. Mm-hmm. And the book will, I think, in one hand, it will cause more of the itch to be scratched than ever, the desire to know why am I here and what is my meaning. Mm-hmm. But it'll also give, and I'm praying, it'll give very clear uh, targets that when you read it, you'll go, yeah, that is what I'm about. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully it'll give you legs to move down the direction that God's called you to. Yeah. Marin, have you written a book? I have not. Okay. I have not. But all I can even remotely come close to comparing this to is writing an album. Yes. I know how much time it yes. takes and you know how much thought goes into yes. writing an album. So I can't imagine a yep. book. That is a whole nother level. Yeah. At that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me kind of feel tight in my chest just thinking about it. <laughs> Barry, you've written one, right? Other parts yes, of me are tight. And my book, my book, a lot of it was already written because it was me sort of kind of encapsulating all of the, some of the best stories from my time with yeah. World Next Door. So a lot of it was already written and even that was a lot of work. Yeah. It was a pain. So is it fun? Is writing a book fun? No. Mm, <laughs> I'm not going to go right to fun. No? Uh, uh, it's fulfilling. Okay. When you're done with it. So you're officially it, done with it. You're just kind of waiting oh yeah. on it. To, oh yeah. Just today was uh, finding the fine, signing the final contract. It's going to the printer. And as far as I know, we'll probably go to print in the next 
couple of days. Okay. Is it one of those situations where it's like you, you sign your name on the contract and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I, want, I need to change some stuff. <laughs> oh, don't even. So, oh. so listen, I called my editor today. I said, do you have a minute? Because <laughs> I saw I saw the final proofs. Yeah. And I called her. I said, I have to change one word. Oh, man. Oh. Will they what? let you do that? No. Oh. She said it will cost a lot of money. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Is that where you evaluate, like, how important is that word? Oh, yes. Am and I you want to know getting... how important that word is? I have not slept well for the last week. Oh, Dave. So, so you're having a blast. It's not that important. Uh, no <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> a blast. No, it's, I don't, it, it's, yes, it is a. Uh, it is rough. It is fulfilling. It is. Yeah. And just in case anyone's wondering, I will say, I know what the word is. It's not as big of a deal. I don't think anyone else will even know it's that it's there. It's more of a concept. It's, it, it's a, it could be a little confusing to someone, but it's okay. It's all right. It's going to be fine. No one's going to notice. <laughs> right. He tells himself over fine. and over again. It's going to be fine. Every, every, project, every project you make has that one oh, mistake that you're, that you're like. Yeah, yeah, the note or yeah, if I'm the chord, the note, yeah, the riff, yeah. like oh, yeah. on, on I like my the cover. word. I like the cover though; it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait cool. for everybody to see it. I can't wait for me to see it. I haven't read it yet. I need to read it. Mm -hmm. I got to get some advanced copies or something. Well, you can read it right now if you want. All right, let's all wow. read it all over the air. Also, yeah. we'll take turns. can I tell you what I'm excited about? <laughs> I'm excited about doing an audio version of it. Oh, Ooh. are you doing a audiobook? I am going to. Do You'll have to. Read by the author? In my own voice. Are you going to read it in this pod studio? Uh, I don't know where I'm going to do it. I have a friend who owns a uh, unbelievable studio in a cabin that he owns. Oh. And he said he'll set me up for it. He's actually done audio, his own audiobook. So he's going to set me up. And Great. I go there for two days and record. And he said, yeah. I oh. hear that is one of the most grueling yeah, things he, he you can, me a person is. could ever do. Yeah, he, it <laughs> Just is. sitting there reading one sentence about five times. My dad was just uh, given a job editing the audio to mm -hmm. an audio book. Yeah, that's probably he, way more grueling. <laughs> he needed an unidentified female voice to give the intro, so he just sent that off to me. But oh, I you was did? able to do it from my living Wait, room and great. just send him the audio file. But I think if you... Why don't you read A why to you, live for. How's that sound? Whoa. Is that, that good? is really good. Uh, yeah. I've been doing this a while. <laughs> do it. And then, because here's what I'm afraid of. I'll start reading and go, I d oh, I don't like that part. Yeah, right. yeah. I know. I really yeah. your own words. Why was I paraphrase? <laughs> like I ran it, um, uh, our, this is not giving away anything, I don't think, but our, um, you've been reading it, right? Yeah. Okay. What? Because. Hey. Tyler, get on board. Get so the reason why board. is because. Get out. Our worship, yeah, our worship leaders are writing songs to go with it. Uh, in our March, March sermon series. And so I was over at Fisher's last week and Will goes, hey, come here. So I go into his Wait, office. Wait, Will's read the book too? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hey, Tyler. don't mind me. Hey, I'm I just the guy that's going to have to talk about it every week. For <laughs> I'm waiting till I can. My son has not read it. Because I've been waiting to don't ask hold Penny. it in my hand. <laughs> don't ask Penny how many times she's Oh, read yeah, it. Penny. She's been copy editing. And editing. she's like uh, editor supreme, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that's been any fun. Rate, every time says come in he and he shows me that he points to his his uh, screen and there is the book and a quote he's got highlighted he goes he goes that's really good that's really helpful that's thank you so I, re I look down and I go hmm, I don't remember writing that <laughs> nice so a lot of this will be a surprise for you well, yeah. and that's the weird thing about reading a book I every time I read it I go I don't remember writing that wow yeah interesting it's weird mm. it's just weird mm. Did you have to like go away for a while and mm, seclude what? yourself? And mm, yeah, I did some on my sabbatical. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And um, did a lot of my sabbatical, as a matter of fact. You, you also went down to the library downtown oh, that on was a regular my, basis. My second home for a while, I myself, down to the, the uh, central library up to the fifth or sixth floor and sit nice. and just park myself and write. Mm. You know, Anne Lamott says there's only one way to write a book, write. <laughs> and yeah. She said, and I, I won't use the profanity that she used, but she was in a tweet the other day. She I don't said, know. I, filters are off, right? <laughs> no That's right. Filter That's what I hear. No filter Dave. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just, I'll substitute a word. Um, she said, you just need to get a piece of paper, put it on the wall and write some crud and throw it, <laughs> write some crud on the wall and just start there. And yeah. you know what? That's, that's exactly, that's exactly. Cause you gotta, you have to start somewhere and you start yeah. writing and you look at it and you go, that is really terrible. But then yeah. you have something to work with, to work on either to throw it out or start. anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, the worst it, feeling ever mm -hmm. is just sitting in front of a white screen with a blinking cursor. That's it. Like nothing's been written. That's it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. But you know what's ahead of you or and you just don't know where to start. piano just staring and at the keys. There yeah. was a couple of moments where I was writing on whatever the topic was and I, I finally had to get, I finally stopped and, and I thought, I just asked myself, what do you feel about this? Oh, okay. I can, yeah. I can write about what I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And there's always a problem that the writer, I think the writer has is, um, can I justify what I'm right? Is this legitimate what I'm writing? Am I telling the truth when I'm writing this? Have I backed this up? Can I defend this? I mean, that's, that's, those are like the, the screaming sounds I heard in my head yeah. every time I was writing. Mm -hmm. hmm. And it's, it's, it's. A, so this is coming out next month, March, yeah, March, right? Yeah, March. Okay. Early March. Can we talk about? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Friends of the pod. <laughs> Announcement. We have been agonizing over an opportunity to, to do a live event. And I think we have one. Dave has a book launch that we're going to invite everybody and their friends and their friends' friends to come and attend on March 4th, hosted by Between Sundays. Mm -hmm. Live podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I just had to say one thing. Let's do this. Yes. yes. Oh, man. You you uh, stepped all over it. Let's do this. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So March 4th, we're going to have a book launch party at yes, Grace sir. Church. Uh, hosted by signing. Between Sun Sunday. So we're yeah. going to have a live show and um, we're going to figure out what, what all goes into that. But we want people to come and get a copy of the book for the first time. Dave, you're going to do some book signings. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that'd a be, good sound. That'd That's be amazing if that was the case because <laughs> there would be so many people <laughs> there. I'm praying that I develop carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> from so many That's people terrible. attending yeah, the live yeah. podcast. Recording. So March 4th, mark your calendars. It's Monday night. The reason we're doing a Monday night basically is because Dave has zero bandwidth the rest of the month. Exactly and uh, basically, very, very little bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, Mondays are the only days of the week where you can like slip something in real quick uh -huh. at Grace Church because yeah. every other night is spoken for. Yep. So we're like slipping, so, slipping this in. I, everyone may understand this, but what what is a live podcast? Well, we'll we're going to find out. But what <laughs> it's going to be is it's going to be at 146th Street. Mm -hmm. uh, the four of us will be involved. We're going to do the show from stage. Uh, there will be video cameras involved. Um but we're going to have a live audience. We're going to possibly play some games or be some fan wait, or wait, friends of the pod wait, interaction. Wait. What? You did not say anything about <laughs> games. <laughs> wait. 
Yeah, of Back course there's up. games. Like board games? No, not Card board games, games but like uh, maybe trivia games. Audience like, participation stuff. Yeah. So they're oh, playing like the game, and I'm yeah, watching yeah. them play the game? Well, you might be able to play. <laughs> Marin and I had a team party last night with other team members, and it was board game night. And Marin loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Did you bring your plate? I have been saying <laughs> on that spot for a year now, I don't play games. Yeah, but you were great. And you're going to love it. Okay. March 4th. March 4th. So, yeah, yeah there's going to be Friends of the Pod interaction. There will be guests. We'll bring guests out one at a time. Um, hopefully, we can get some people who you interviewed for the book involved. I'd love to do that, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. So, we're going to have a whole planning event between the four of us yeah. where we can talk about the programming okay. of this, <laughs> this thing. Let's do it right now in Let's front of everyone. Let's just wing it. Let's just wing it. Yeah, we're just going to throw some crud against the wall and hope it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. All right. Guys, what's up with you guys? I haven't even said hello to you. What's what's new? Barry? Uh yeah, not much. I'm 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 good. I after January this past yeah, week you're I done. took a few days off, which were much needed, and I found yep. myself just kind of sinking into a puddle of of relaxation, which was pretty great. Good. And I got a ton done because I have to when I'm on time off. I've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, got taxes taken care of and did a bunch of random stuff around the apartment and clean things and did you build any wooden objects this time? No, around? but I, I did solder some wires because of course I had to exciting. you'd have to. Well our rabbits eat <laughs> yeah. eat cables. So I got I got a lamp working again. So that's exciting. <laughs> is that what a puddle of uh, relaxation is? For is me, just like soldering up if wires. I do that and then go like read a book or play a video game or something and then go and do something else that's necessary yeah like wash the dishes that to me that's like that's a staycation i know what you mean i took i took one day off over christmas break between going to see my mom and i had one day and i painted my bathroom and it took all day but it was so worth it because i wasn't gonna let that nasty color follow me into 2019 yeah (laughs) that's a good way to look at it was relaxing a puddle of relaxation So I'm good. I'm fine. Life is okay. life is good. good. I'm you ready, feel, uh, I'm ready to it. jump back in and yeah. get going. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Okay. Yep. 2019. Yep. Here we are. Marin, you good? Big week. Busy week. Just feel like I've been go, go, going. And then yep. tomorrow night is a prayer gathering and the commissioning for the care center. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. What are, where's today's Tuesday? Tomorrow's Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I never know when this thing's going to be released. So it's sorry a, to well, the people who to wait. To be fair, it's always released on the Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's hard, to get, it's hard to keep it straight. Tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. We've, we've changed it a few times. Well, yeah. So gearing up for that and then gearing up for the weekend. There's just a lot going on. A whole lot. So Milo, my son, oh. gets to attend his first Pacers game tonight. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Big are you, time. Are you oh. going with him? Oh. Nope, we're just dropping him off. <laughs> Yeah, Lake, they're playing the Lakers. LeBron That's will be awesome. here. Um, Milo is 18 Lance. months. Lance will be here. Yeah, Lance's homecoming. Uh, friends of the pod who don't and like sports. And with his new hair. Yeah. Here is like, what is a Lance? I, I know, I know Lance. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh, with his n- new haircut, how cute was yeah, he? Yeah, Milo got a haircut yesterday. A big, oh, a big week. You're talking about Lance. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's a really weird way to talk about an NBA player's haircut. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He big looked like firsts. For Milo, that's yeah. awesome. First haircut yesterday. Oh, first Pacers game today. We're we're a little anxious because the game starts at seven, which is promptly his bedtime, <laughs> and so we're a little anxious of how it's going to go. Wow! Because yeah. is your goal to get all the way to the end of the game? I would love to. I'm anticipating mm. needing to do a couple laps around the arena, <laughs> buy some popcorn, <laughs> yeah, get some like candy. slushies or something. Yeah. I don't know, but 
And yeah. So it, actually, yeah. my goal really is to make it to halftime. If we can make it to halftime and yeah. he's good, and then he melts down later, we can leave. But I just want him to get there. Yeah. Because halftime show, I mean, you got to see the halftime show if you're a little kid, right? It's like dogs catching frisbees and stuff. Maybe they'll bring out some nanes. I hope it's the dogs. Ooh, what if it's a nene? Yeah. I like the one where they spin the dogs on the end of the poles. <laughs> no, that's what? the plates. <laughs> no, that's the plates. Yeah. The, I, get them I, I haven't seen on that. that one, Dave. I haven't... <laughs> Yeah, so that's happening with with us tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, awesome. I can get some pictures and video of him uh, taking in his first. We get we have to get the. My wife is insistent upon getting the big mm-hmm. earphones mm-hmm. because you don't. Yeah, hearing loss. And yeah, you don't that. want to blow his eardrums out. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. Well, he looked really cute in that haircut. He did. My goodness. What a sweet yeah, guy. he's officially looking like a little boy now yeah. instead of a baby. So yeah. that's good and bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good because come on, we know. We know he's going to become a man, but bad because he's not he's, a baby. Well, and because he's going to become a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like you, Tyler. He'll be exactly Just like, like you. me. All right. So, Dave, you're back. Won't you be my name? You had a great reintroduction because this is your first sermon of 2019, right? Yep. So great reintroduction to preaching on uh on the weekends <clears throat> sermon series won't you be my neighbor first weekend yeah it's yeah first weekend, yeah, first weekend of the series yeah. um you came out and sang there was singing involved you there and was my a wife played the piano oh my she goodness. did that was Penny. i don't know that part that was what Penny. happened that, that was the yeah behind his singing was my mom actually playing well if you're at a campus you don't know i know, I know. yeah well, they, didn't the show her, they didn't show her on the camera i wish you would have because she made the whole thing oh my it gosh i didn't brilliant. know that was the I thing i was whispering to everyone within earshot that's penny you know that's penny right that's penny playing the game i had no idea right mm-hmm. and she was like playing it with you she was she was following you yeah so she was, was going she was going full johnny oh, costa was yeah awesome. that was so good i thought it was yeah. a recording awesome. of johnny costa no, no. wow we breaking had, news <laughs> we had a an like a breakout session for our uh, volunteer musicians here over the weekend and mm-hmm. i brought in a keyboard player who's in my opinion best keyboard player around like this dude is awesome and he was standing in the lobby afterwards just talking to me and when penny started playing his ears just perked up and he stopped talking to me yeah and he said who's that what is, and he he walked as fast as he could into the sanctuary that's like, awesome. that is the draw of penny's talent yeah it, it yeah that was, it was great. awesome i'm really happy to know that yeah uh okay so they were singing and uh that's where i'll leave it um for anyone who may have missed it uh, what did you, what would you like for people to know? What was your big idea? What did you want people to take away from last week's sermon? Yeah. Well, the big idea for the series is the church was designed by Jesus himself to be a community of love where all are welcome. So that's the big idea of the series in this, um, this past week, we were looking at how the early church struggled with that because of their some of it was cultural, some of it was spiritual, some of it was uh, religious uh, practice of discrimination and segregation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Paul had to write in his letter, look, stop stop with the Jewish-Greek thing, stop with the male-female thing, and stop with the slave-free. Yeah. Stop segregating yourself, staying away from the barbarians and the Scythians and all those kind of things. But I was really happy that you did that because the world behind the text stuff... I was like, man, nothing's changed. No. I mean, it's different 
right things that we're upset about or sec- that's segregating us yeah. maybe, but yeah. nothing's really changed. There's still a lot of the you know dissent and segregation and yeah. discrimination happening today. That same thing is happening back then. Yeah, absolutely. And we can jump ahead. We're going to spend an entire month, April and May talking about how uh, that sense of discrimination, which leads to dehumanization, which leads to racism. Yeah. We're, we're going to go take a deeper dive into that in the month in month of May. Right, Bear? That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but this was like, this was first shot across the bow. What kind of church did Jesus want? Okay. And for anybody who was like, why, what's up with Mr. Why Mr. Rogers? Mm-hmm. I, I know that we've talked about this on the on this show, yeah. but Mr. Rogers has a very special meaning to Barry. He's like your hero, right? Oh yeah, totally. And you, Dave, lived in close proximity. Oh yeah, to I mean, the show or to. Oh yeah, I mean, we he he was born thirty miles from my house. Um, his keyboard. We keep talking about Johnny Costa, who's this brilliant yeah. keyboardist. Lived across the street from my grandmother, literally within walking distance of my house. So we saw him. Uh, and then a guy I went to high school with was one of uh, Mr. Rogers' producers. Okay. So, so we had all kinds of contacts with the show. Why are we, why did we kind of center the series around that guy, Mr. Rogers? You tell Barry. Well, yeah. First of all, he, the whole name of the series, Won't You Be My Neighbor, that's obviously a, a reference to Mr. Rogers, but yeah. uh, his whole approach to, I mean, I, I almost would just call it his ministry, the show that he had that was to try to tell kids that they are loved, mm-hmm. that they are special, that they have a place. Uh, they belong, it, yeah. Yeah, that they belong. That that sort of, I believe, came straight out of his faith in Jesus because he understood that that whole message of who's my neighbor? Your neighbor is the person that you're looking at. Mm. Like, it's not a matter of the the person who's like you, the person who's you know, identical to you. It's the person that's in front of you, whoever that is. I think he understood that. And I think his message of like the song that you sang when you came in was not the opening song to the Mm -hmm. show. It was Mm -hmm. a different song, but the idea was, I like you just like you are. Yeah. And, and I think that idea resonates really well with this idea of what the church is meant to be a church where that's the way we see each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He actually wrote that song, I think back in 1962, for about six years, his, his, this concept was on Canadian television until 1968 when he came back to Pittsburgh and launched it on public television in the United States. But that song, which I first heard, I, I found the song from one of his first broadcasts. Mm. I like you, which he, he repeated it over and over again throughout the years. Yeah. Okay. So the idea of church being a welcoming place to everybody was kind of the big, big takeaway you wanted people to walk oh, yeah. away with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a dual message. Um, that's what we hope this community will be. But at the same time, if you're a person who finds yourself wondering where you belong, I, if anyone heard that, I wanted to know you belong here. This is your home. Mm-hmm. You belong here. Yeah. We, we love you. here. You told an interesting story because one of, one of the questions I had when you were saying, here's what Paul was trying to do. He's trying to say, knock it off with the segregation yeah, and yeah. discrimination. And then I was thinking about today and there's, different versions of that. What are the, and you kind of shared a story of when you were a kid going to a church, growing up in a church and you told the story of uh, hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are the implications of a church not being welcoming for all? The implications? Yeah. Well, I mean, the bottom line is we just, 
take our message and shoot it dead. <laughs> because if I, if we're talking about Jesus, why would anybody want the Jesus we're talking about if we're excluding them for our from our our community? Yeah. I mean, we just and that's why Jesus said, "Look, this is how all of the world will really know me is that they'll they'll come to me because you love each other." Yeah. And so we just we do great violence to our to the gospel message if we do not offer love. Even I can think back to when you told your hippie story, it brought me back to my teenage years and some of the more unfortunate experience I had in the church that I grew up in. And, you know, I got a tattoo when I was 16. And I think I shared this story on the uh, What? 16. So when Milo <laughs> is ready, you just no, send, him, you send him to Auntie Marin. Auntie Marin's going to take him out. Dragon on his throat. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> the guy who shook my hand from the time I was a three-year-old stopped shaking my hand the day I got, you know, I came to church with a tattoo. Stopped shaking my hand. Another person in the same church told me they didn't associate with people who have tattoos. It was just a very cold cold place. And I've, I've often said, I'm glad it happened to me because Mm -hmm. I had a relationship with Jesus outside of just this church I was being raised in. And I knew enough of the love of God to know, okay, you're just, you don't have this right. I was glad it happened to me, but then I was afraid that it would happen to anyone else. You knew at 16 that that's a pretty like amazing thing to know at the age of 16. Like, I'm glad this is happening to me because I can take it. Yep. And I like, that is a, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. I was afraid for any, anyone who would come after me or like, like b- behind, you know, any younger people or any friends that I would bring to church. How yeah. can I bring this friend to my church? If mm. I know that they're going to be mistreated to yeah. me, it was like causing the little one to stumble. Mm. Like, Jesus does not have kind things to say about someone who causes a little one to stumble. Dave, you even quoted the scripture verse, uh, woe to you hypocrites for you shut the door in people's faces. Shut the door of the kingdom in people's faces. Yeah. What a, what a violent description. Mm -hmm. Have you ever shut the door in someone's face? Mm -hmm. No. And, and and that's what, that's what he's depicting. That's what he's saying we do when we don't reach out in love. Yeah. It's so interesting to look at sort of the, the narrative arc of scripture and how Jesus totally disrupted what people had, had made of God's actions in the world. They had, they had taken the law, they had taken all of this and they'd become extremely exclusive where it was, if you want to come into the presence of God, if you want to enter the temple courts, you have to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way. And your, your morals have to, you know, you have to be, you get yourself right. And then you can come on in. Whereas Jesus went straight to the people again and again and again who couldn't enter into the presence of God. I'm using air quotes because he went to them and brought the presence of God to them. And it was then they they had no entry fee, so to speak, but it was then with his presence that they were transformed. And so it's it's upside down of the way that that people had tended to look at religion. And so that's something that it's. I think it's meant to be the way that the church operates, that we are not a church that has an entry fee. We're not a church that has a barrier to entry. It's anyone, anyone walks in and be, you're welcome and then come and be transformed, not Mm. get yourself right. And then you can walk in our door. Right. Yeah. And in the early church within decades of Jesus making a very clear separation 
from the old way of looking at things, went right back to that same old system and said, yeah, trust Jesus, but you also better be circumcised and you also better yeah. this and you also better that. Is that just a byproduct of being a human being or is it like we are, we're all looking for a tribe? Yeah. Is right. it like, which is it? Because if we all know, like, this is kind of what Jesus was against. Is it just human nature to try to? I think so. To, to group up and yeah, group or, up or and even, exclude um, or something. Yeah, like social mores, yeah. you know? So like the church I grew up didn't allow denim on stage. Like is denim inherently evil? No. Well, shorts. You can make a case. <laughs> shorts. <are>. Shorts. <laughs> denim shorts. <laughs> yes. We can all agree <laughs> that one is. Denim cutoffs. That's somewhere in scripture. I don't know where, but yeah. it's got to be in there. Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> Leviticus. Mixed well, cut off assessment. shorts. Mixed but no, fibers. I mean, we, we group ourselves that way. We, we put all kinds of different you know i guess just preferences i'm thinking of my best friend's grandma she's a southern pentecostal she's got her hair up mm -hmm. in a bun she's got a skirt to the floor it can mm -hmm. be denim it can it Denim's can be okay but it's got to be to the floor mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> especially a jumper it has to be a jumper I, I don't what know what a jumper? a jumper is. Yeah, what is, is that like a jumpsuit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> a denim jumpsuit that's yeah. it um i think I think, yes, I think it's human nature. And I think there's two things going on. One is our desire to be safe and we're, yeah, we find it true. safer to be with people that are like us. And so we, and the, but the other one is we have a desire to be superior when we see another person or another group of people. It's, mm -hmm. it's like human nature for us to look for ways that we are better than that. Yeah. Them. So if that's the case, if if we want to be safe and superior, what we do is we create that boundary line that says, okay, within this, we're safe and superior. Outside mm. of it, we're dangerous and and inferior. Mm. You know, and I, I, that just yeah. seems to happen. It doesn't matter. You, you, the most well-meaning people, yeah, find themselves cutting them even people who are like so angry about being inclusive they they they're like it's so important for us to be <laughs> inclusive and welcoming and loving yeah. for all those people and i hate those people yeah, that aren't inclusive yeah. those people who aren't <laughs> inclusive are the worst they're evil and they can't yeah. they're not welcome here and it's like wait yeah. <laughs> you know it's just it's just human nature it really it is. is it really is i you know the teenagers in my day, the punk rockers didn't want to be judged. You know, mm. they wanted their freedom. Mm -hmm. But what we did was we conformed to our nonconformity. We all looked right. the same. We all right. had crazy piercings and tattoos yeah. and patches and we judged and the some, straight lace looking yeah, guy if, in the khaki if pants. I, if yeah. I came in and I was like, Hey guys, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> really cool tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been like, get out of here. You're not cool. <laughs> And I would have been like, I know. <laughs> See ya. Oh, humans. Human nature. So, Dave, you said the community of Christ is one in which all are welcome. Right. Uh, you did give a couple caveats because you were you were kind of predicting that some people might have questions. Right. Uh, can you kind of talk through what those caveats were? Yeah. One is, um, I assume that when somebody hears everybody's welcome, they immediately go... Uh, think theologically universalist as in are you saying that it really doesn't matter all paths lead to god you cannot believe believe you whatever just everybody come in and we'll just have a big kumbaya well the fact of the matter is that's not that's just not true yeah and one thing i didn't have time to get into but i think it's in galatians 3 27 where um the paul said a very identifying factor he says if 
if you have come to Christ, you have put him on like clothes, like a cloak. So that's the thing that unifies us is, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we can't escape the fact that it, there is still in a univ in a view, not universal, in a wide open arms, wide love. There is an exclusivity that you come to God through Jesus. Christ. Yeah. That's caveat number one. Yeah. And, and you I, could say, sorry, I was going to say that you could say that's like, there's a, the, the, the doorway to enter in, to enter into God's family is wide open and anyone can walk through it, but mm-hmm. that doorway is Christ. Mm-hmm. So you have to walk through that door, but it's completely open to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, That's and clear. Here's, this was the, the impact of that is that it creates a tension because as we maintain the exclusivity of following Jesus Christ, we must maintain an open armed posture that says, and if you don't agree with us, you're still welcome here. As a matter of fact, we love that you're here. Let's talk about your concerns. Let's talk about your fears. Let's talk about what you don't agree with. And let's have an open conversation about this. That's the tension. Mm-hmm. Is main t- it, Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, I think it would be helpful to, and Barry, you just kind of did this, is to almost define what welcome means. Right. Because it's not, it's not like, at least I inter- I interpreted when I heard your sermon I was interpreting welcome as like we want we're going to be hospitable to you. Yes. The people that disagree or have want to have these conversations like we're going to be hospitable to everyone. Everybody is welcome to participate in the conversation, right? Is that And to be loved kind of how, and, what you meant by welcome? Yeah, well, and to go Mr. Rogers um you know, I we like you who you are. Just you know, yeah. you don't you don't have to change now, which brings up the second caveat. OK, there is sins. There's there's sin and there are fools and there are evil people. So you let sinners up in here. See, and we're going to have a grand mess. <laughs> <laughs> a grand mess. <laughs> you captured that it. Was a, that was a little gift. <laughs> that, 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 there was not As one. I said it. I thought there was I not wasn't one, <laughs> but two clips for our listening pleasure. Uh, yeah you got to be careful what you say from up there grand mess one grand mess that's my something my mother would say yeah you've left one grand mess (laughs) but the fact is even in the community even though it's a loving community love doesn't mean overlooking sin and so if a person's messed up and they have something going on our responsibility is to love them with arms around them and love them by doing the hard speaking hard truth i think that's been lost on our society Mm -hmm. that there is an aspect of friendship that is is just that saying the hard thing the scripture that says wounds from a friend Mm -hmm. are better than kisses from an enemy Mm -hmm. i i could have an enemy just you know treat me you know just Mm. like like nothing is wrong in my life they they don't call me out on things that that's not that's not a friend no A, a friend is one who loves me enough to say the hard thing. Yeah. And, and allow fools in our midst, but clearly indicate that you are a fool. I love you enough to indicate you. So you gave three, three categories of sinners. Sinners. Mm -hmm. You, the first one is normal sinners, normal sinners, which is everyone. That's all of us. Okay. And then you said fools, fools, right. And then evil, and then evil people. Right. Okay. Um, can you kind of quickly 
define yeah. what the differences but, are? Well, normal sinners, just normal sinners, just all of us. We, we, you know, all fall short of the glory of God. What drink salt water thinking we're going to quench our thirst, thirst as Barry yeah. said in January. Um, though, so a fool though, is a person who is locked in a pattern of sinfulness and they don't see it anymore. They're, and they're naive and they're, um, they're stuck and they persist in their sinfulness, uh, oblivious to the impact they have on others. Mm-hmm. And the only way to call a fool out is to actually continue to expose their foolishness and hope at some point they pay attention enough to change. But so, they're still welcome. They're still welcome. Okay. Um, you have to continue. But it's bothersome to do this. But if we're going to love fools, we need to continuously expose their foolishness. Mm. And who wants to keep doing that? But we have to. I, I will. Well, you do. Okay. Aaron will. Aaron get out of my face. <laughs> That's right. Get out of my face. I can't that, tolerate no foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then evil person. Evil person is uh, they're diabolical. Sometimes, um, sometimes they have are unaware of the evil that they bring. Sometimes they're very pre, uh, premeditated, and there are times when evil people need to be not just corrected, but say, "We're not going to let you hurt people anymore." Mm. And there's a story in the scriptures of Paul saying, "You know what? Take that person and hand him over to Satan, and then if they repent." Bring them back. I love that you said that. You know, a a lot of people don't talk about that scripture anymore about um, excluding the immoral brother. That scripture, you know, for a time, handing them over to Satan for For a a time time so that ultimately Mm. they can repent and be brought back. It's always about hope and restoration. Mm. So the reason why we have hard lines that we don't let people in, why we segregate and discriminate. That is a much easier way to deal with sin. The easier is to wall it off and to to make sure that nobody is outwardly sinning in our midst. So I'm going to create a wall of legalism. Tattoos. Yeah. Denim shorts. We're going to, yes. (laughs) Denim shorts. Hippie hair. (laughs) We're going to create a wall of legalism here. And it it is not bothersome if everyone in there doesn't, and no, it doesn't, they may be sinning in their minds. They may be doing something at night when no one knows, but don't tell us that. We're just going to have a legalistic wall around us. It is much messier to tear the wall down and let fools, normal sinners, and evil people around around us and in us the kind of community that jesus created was one that was swimming in stupidity of people and foolishness (laughs) and and yet love at the same time it's a messy messy burdensome community but that's the community he had in mind pool of foolishness is different than puddle of relaxation is that different 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 pool yeah Yeah. so that's why church churches practice legalism to not have to do the hard work yeah that's that's absolutely true. It's way easier to say eh, you're in, you're out than to say you're in you're for in sure. Man, okay, we've got work to do. Now, yeah, what are we gonna do? Right, yeah, right. Because now you're here. Oh, and so am I. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can you help me understand? All right. So when I heard when when I saw you say I'm a normal sinner, everybody here is a normal sinner. That <laughs> I need you to correct me because I, when I saw that, I was like, oh. When pressure's off, now let's just go look for the fools. So it almost like, it gave me almost permission to be like, well, I'm just like everybody else here. And it made me feel almost like we were forming our own tribe of just normal sinners, but let's just go look for the fools and the evil people. Can you tell me 
yeah, it, why I need to not feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way because basically, here's another way to look at it. I ju- we just gave people um, it, it was open game on normal sinners. Hmm. Now that we know we're normal sinners, let's love each other well enough to call it out. Okay, so it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, if we're going to love each other and we know we're normal sinners. Help a brother out here. Help mm-hmm. me out here. When you see I'm sinning, point it out. Either put your arm around me or kick me in the rear end. Yeah. What you put it, uh, bust me in the chops. Bust me in the chops if I need it. That's what the community should be yeah. about. Okay. Yeah. And it, this, again, we think of it, I, I use the image of a, of a doorway. We think of it as like the whole goal is just to get on the other side of some wall. And so the doorway is how you get on the other side of the wall. But that's not actually the goal. That's the beginning. That's mm-hmm. the start of a journey of yeah. being transformed right. and being sanctified and being becoming like Jesus. That's what yes. I, I talked about a few weeks ago. So it's it's this idea that like yeah, there's the the, the open the door is open for anyone, but once you're through the door, that's when your journey starts. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's, right. and that's not the end. That's right, the beginning. Right. Come in, come in through Jesus, and now come here, you idiot. Right, right. And so, yeah. And let me love you. So, I mean, to use that analogy, we get through that door and then it's, we are a community putting our arms around each other and helping us all take that journey together. And an evil person in that analogy is someone who's disrupting that and actually helping other people to go back towards the door that, you know, or or disunifying the body or causing pain. Right. It's not, it's not a matter of like, well, your sin is too bad compared to these other yeah, sins, right. it's yeah. that you are actually causing it, making it harder for other people to continue that journey towards Christ. Okay. Um, and then Dave, you said, uh, this may, I, I, this may have to do with the caveat, the first caveat, mm-hmm. but you, Paul pointed out that union with Jesus, he pointed it out three times, like union with Jesus mm-hmm. deserves a, the caveat is the reason there is a caveat because Jesus, he made it so prominent in what he was saying just in those few verses that that's why the caveat of the doorway of Jesus deserves to be a caveat. Yeah. It's a weird uh, in 26 through 29. It's like, it's exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Stop being exclusive though. Yeah. It's weird. It it's exclusively Jesus, Jesus, but stop excluding people yeah. from your midst by Jew, Gentile, yeah. male, female. And slave the free. way to live in that tension, you, you're saying is just to invite the conversation or give people space and time to ask the questions or disagree or yeah, be close. What get in the room and stay in the room, Mm -hmm. get in the room with one another and allow people into your midst to have the, um, have the question. I was, it was interesting because when I was saying that point, I looked out and I saw a couple of people, I know the story in their family mm-hmm. and I saw one people who's, I, I, it was nodding his head so, <laughs> so hard yeah. uh, because I know the story within their family of, they have skeptics and atheists in their family. Mm. And the tendency in the Christian community is when we find somebody like that is to put up the wall of legalism and, and, and hold, you know, hold them at arm's length. I think Jesus would want us to have them as close as possible. What about people like me who, when I'm talking or having a disagreement with somebody, my goal is to convince that person of why I'm right. Like I love them, well, but I'm sitting in the room and I'm staying in the room to make sure that they think differently about how they currently think. That's not loving, right? Well, or is it, what am I supposed well, to do when I'm in the room? It is if you're trying to introduce them to the Jesus, Jesus, but it's, yeah. but it's not something that you, beat someone over the head with, yeah. it's something that they make their own choice. So it's, 
I guess it depends on the tone of the conversation. Yeah. If it's if it's an invitational, like let me tell you what I've experienced so that you can experience it too. Mm-hmm. That's loving. Mm-hmm. I would say get in your word and see how Jesus talked to people. Mm-hmm. How did he talk to the woman at the well? Mm-hmm. Did he just walk right up to her and try to prove his point? You know, he had a way of like building conversation and creating even in a moment relationship. Yeah. And and doing that in a way of love. Now, who he did go and yell at was Pharisees, people who thought that they were righteous and thought that they were holy, but inside were whitewashed tombs. Yeah. He had a, you know, a couple and, of harsh words to say for them folks. Yeah. But, and even she, even her, the, uh, the woman, at the, the woman at the well, when she, um, she pushed back on him, well, you worship here and we worship there. He didn't pull any punches. He wasn't like, oh, that's okay. That's fine. No, he went right at her and mm. and spoke the truth to her at the same time. Yeah. But he already established the fact that he cared about her. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that's yeah. If we establish the fact that I care yeah about you, regardless of what you say to me, and I'm going to maintain what I believe to be true about Jesus, I would like to invite you to the life I have. Mm. That's my invitation to you. I invite you into that life. If you choose not, I will love you anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. What, what are we doing next? Like what's, what can we expect through the rest of this sermon series? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go a little bit further and deeper and I, I wasn't actually planning to go down the road I'm going down this week. And I'll just give you a little clue. This kind of behavior on our part of changing the way we see people change our, our, um, the atmosphere of the community will require resources that we do not normally possess. Because you were talking about how natural people, well, Paul uh, in later in Galatians talks about a sinful inclination that we all have. And the sinful inclination we have is to dissension. Mm. Always to dissension, always to argument. Mm. And then he says, now what needs to happen is that unresourceful way of approaching the world needs to be changed with a sense of resource that will change the entire atmosphere if you just allow this one source to dominate. And I'll just leave it at that so you can come in here. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm going back to uh, the what about the sinners portion of today's podcast. I don't want to walk off this podcast without sharing from Matthew 9. Um, This is... Matthew is one of the disciples, right? Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. Mm-hmm. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Whoa. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices, for I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Well, and that just sums up what you said. Yeah. yeah. You know, we are, we are all sinners and he has come to call us. And I loved when you said that we must be radically welcoming so that those who are skeptical can find their home among us. And if you're skeptical or cynical, you're welcome to raise your questions among us. This is exactly where sinners should be. He came to call the sinners, not those who think they're righteous. Yeah. That's church. That's good. That's good. And, uh, all right. So Dave, thanks for being, being here again. It's good to have you back. 
Uh, it's good to have you back in the fold. Uh, you're preaching again this coming weekend. Yeah, I am. And you'll be back on Between Sundays next week. Uh, I'm going to be in Atlanta next uh, week. No, no. We're, no, we're rescheduling, I think. Yes. It's Monday. Monday. I haven't told you that. Is that work for you? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll figure that let's out. Let's handle offline. this on. As he reaches out for his cell can phone. Can you pull out your uh, calendar so we, we can just discuss your we daily may, schedule? We may have a podcast We're next rescheduling for... <laughs> Well, okay, so Barry... As a matter of yeah. fact, I will be here. All right. Yay! Great. Great. Glad we got that settled. <laughs> uh, we, we're expecting special guests next week, right? Yeah, I still need to confirm that, so okay. but we'll see. If it happens, it'll be great. We can't talk about who they are? We could. Okay. Tim, Tim and Tal. Tim and Tal. Tim Christensen uh, and Tal James from our partner in Penelicut Island in British Columbia. Uh, it's going to be cool. Okay. If we can get them on. So. Great. Yep. Look forward to that. Marin, you're looking forward to that? I am. First, she's heard of it. So. <laughs> it yeah. the first I've heard of it. <laughs> All right. Um, Me too. I've been planning this a long time. <laughs> I can tell. Dave's putting things in his calendar in right calendar now. calendar right now. <laughs> All right. But until then, Marin, will you please send us out? Yeah. Yeah. Do justly. Love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 